Welcome to Zephyr Yoga Inspiration. I offer these podcasts for free, and your support really does make a difference and is appreciated. To make a donation, please click the link in the episode description or visit ZephyrYoga.com. So welcome. This practice is a continuation of the conversation that we've been having. So in our last session, we focused on how do we approach the kleshas. These are the mental emotional afflictions. And through a devoted, diligent, focused practice we call abhyasa, we start to refine our ability to see these kleshas arise in our practice through the form of thoughts, emotions, sensations, memories. Through the physical, subtle, and mental bodies, we start to um, refine our viveka, our keen sight. And guided by our intuitive nature, our wisdom body, we call buddhi, we practice letting go of sensory observation. We let go of what is seen as a result of our practice. So we let go of the storytelling and the attachments to it or the um, reaction of aversion to it. So this experience of vairagya, of letting go of that which is arising and turning back to our devoted practice, seeking the goal of yoga, which is norodaha, kaya norodaha is physical stillness, prana norodaha is energetic stillness, and chitta vritti norodaha is that mental stillness that we desire as a result of practicing. Now in the text, in the Yoga Sutras, it says that there's two types of people. Two types of beings that are born. First, are born to be liberated. The second, they're born to work with their karma and maybe um, work towards liberation. So the first type of people um, would be like Buddha or Krishna. You can even extend that towards Jesus, Moses, and Muhammad. Those are people who have lived an embodied experience and who have said that they had been enlightened and liberated. So for us, (laughs) normals, especially me, I do feel very, very human. And and maybe not in this lifetime, I'll be liberated to experience enlightenment. But I do enjoy practicing. And what I do share with those first types of people and what you share is these five virtues or attributes of the adhikara, the, the competent, diligent student who takes all of these um, concepts, these tools and techniques, and actually puts them into practice in all of their affairs, not just on their mat, but in their daily life. So it's listed in Sutra 120 of these five virtues or essential ingredients of the yogi. And they are shraddha, the experience of having faith. Avira, the bravery or courage in which um, you hold as the seeker. The third is shmirti, is strengthening your retentive power to recall and remember vital information. The fourth is samadhi, which is that full absorption physically, energetically, and mentally. And the fifth is the light of intelligence, prajna, the light of intelligence of your ability to see and connect to that innate wisdom, buddhi, so that viveka is that, it's the light that lights your sight, it's the intelligence. So 
A student that follows this systematic approach to practice, a byasa, that is rooted in faith, that has this courageous confidence to bravely face whatever is in front of them, mindfully igniting that pranic energy and willpower required to maintain a steady focus of mind, heart, and body to gain greater insight and knowledge as well as open to that wisdom to actually fulfill your life's purpose more skillfully, whether it is to be enlightened or whether it is, is just to practice. Either way you show up. So the first one, Shraddha, um, is faith. Now, yoga is a practice that um, connects you to your own spirituality. It is not a religion, but it is a spiritual practice. And so shrad just means literally that which gives space or holds you in space. Da means that it creates this nourishment of a space that nourishes you, supports you, so you can grow and thrive in that space. So whatever you abide to, your Ishvara, your Godhead of your understanding, you connect to it just like anything. If you want a healthier relationship with your partner or a family member or a friend, or even if you want a bigger bicep, you have to devote time to it and nurture it to be able to have a greater relationship to it. So the same thing with the Godhead of your understanding. So in practice, we start to feel, sense, and experience that presence that is surrounding us, within us, as us, working with us and for us to wake us up to his presence in everything and how it is holding us, nurturing us as we um, connect to this quality of loving awareness, of a trusting conviction in this present and wholehearted respect in that relationship in which you can rely on and trust in that as you fill the space that you're around within you, that you see that there's nothing missing in your life, that all you need to grow, thrive, and evolve is resting right here in you and trusting in that. The second is vira, which means courage. It is that willpower and stamina to persevere through life's greatest challenges, but it might be just the obstacles, you know? It states in the Yoga Sutras, um, nine obstacles in 130. You're gonna experience kind of dullness, apathy, you know, dis-ease or disease, that illness that we experience, or fatigue, or carelessness, or discontentment, laziness, lust even, and just confusion, misunderstanding, in, in that kind of way how life becomes very unstable and frustrating that tempts you out of practice. That you bravely face whatever is in front of you and kind of going, okay, this is a part of life. This is an opportunity to practice. And this is that Pratipaksha Bhavana where we can actually turn something that we see as negative or boring or just like un, you know, inspiring and we can turn it around and we can actually open to it and go, what is trying to teach me? How is this going to serve me? What can I refine in my relationship to what is in this moment, bravely connecting to this sense of faith and trust that this is meant to be. Um, and my duty 
of consciousness embodied is to have a relationship and learn as much as I can and to use these tools to skillfully navigate it. That leads us to the third virtue, which is smirti, which literally means that which is remembered. That which is remembered. So that recall is innate in you, that you have strengthened your ability to recall these techniques immediately, this vital information in order to be more effective in your life as you face whatever is in front of you. So this power to collect information, but also recall it immediately, especially when you are triggered or when you are upset, that you remember actually this is, this is here to serve me instead of pushing away and like, I don't want to do that or kind of going, oh my gosh, that's horrible. Let's go have a cupcake now. Or, you know, having that confusion of how we misidentify ourselves and get wrapped up in the smallness of self and kind of go, I'm less than. This makes me feel um, that I'm not enough. Or it brings up fear, you know, all those clashes that we remember the tools. Even if it's just the remembering of the tools of whatever we're going, oh my gosh, I feel really human, messy, and confused right now. What do I, what am I meant to do? What did the yoga practice? Breathe. Okay. Oh, that was necessary. Okay. Feel. What do I, how do I feel right now? Because I'm, this is really affecting me. Do I feel it in my tummy, my chest, my throat, my head? Okay. What was it saying? Oh, I need to cultivate some more light. How do I do that? What do I, do? how do I utilize this light? What is this light shining on? And what is it trying to show me? as I bravely face what is trying to teach me and how can I rely on this trust that this is meant to be and I know that this too shall pass. So it's working those other virtues within recalling that vital information. The fourth thing, samadhi, which is that absorption that we completely arrive in any given moment fully paying attention physically, energetically, and mentally being here now. Samadhi on the greater experience is the separateness of Pakriti, everything that you identify with as form, energy, and thought, that you are separate from your Pakriti and you recognize yourself as Purusha, pure consciousness. But in this form, it's more about how do you spend time reposing in the groundlessness of being sitting with whatever is in front of you right now and how do you fully purposefully sit and focus your attention and feel what arises on the physical body energetic body mental body in that way in which um, you recall all that vital information that everything you need to know is resting in this moment and so as you are fully present practicing, bravely facing what is, having faith that it's going to be okay. And that then leads us into the fifth virtue, which is prajna, which is the light of intelligence, that light of illuminated consciousness that lights your sight, lights your witness, lights your awareness, your wakefulness, your mindfulness. And it also lights a path in which you can see clearly which path to go. You know, our, our, we have free will and our kind of dharma, our purpose is 
to refine our relationship with this innate wisdom within us, this innate knowledge, refining our ability to discern and utilize these tools and connect to that light of intelligence to make better choices so we can follow the path that is aligned to our own svadharma, our own personal path. Mm -hmm. And by fulfilling that path, whether there's consequences and reactions and ways, we'll deal with it. But as long as it's along our kind of dharmic path and our duties, you, um, it said that life will start to unfold as you practice fully being present, courageously um, facing what is, remembering your higher purpose, what is me you know, what is most important, what do you care about, and that way in which you strengthen your connection to faith, that you know you're on the right path. So this clear understanding of prajna and this. Um, crystal clear intelligence that you can listen to, see, feel, experience is revealed in any given point as uh, when we become more still and then we become more awake and cultivating that awareness and understanding and a deeper acceptance gets us um, that ability to practice more skillfully, waking up to who and what we are, that realization, and starting to transform old patterns that aren't serving us because we're listening to that light of intelligence to guide us so we can transform and liberate ourselves. So that's working through the seven stages of yoga. And that kind of full circle really informs how we practice abhyasa in our ability to strengthen our viveka our ability to discern and practice letting go of that which doesn't serve us vairagya ultimately to find ourselves in more of a naroda state in a stillness in which we can reach higher states of consciousness finding that lasting fulfillment deeper contentment within and said freedom that we desire um because we're on this path. We're little yogis, adhikaras, yay! <laughs> so with that, um, we are going to be working with binding. Now binding's an interesting one because it is almost like putting on our own straitjacket and dealing with our own crazies, our mental emotional afflictions, those kleshas that we worked with last time. So you notice what rises in the form of thoughts, emotions, sensations, memories, and your practice is to bravely face that. Create as much space in which you can hold whatever is in the br most brilliant light and remembering really what is most important to you today. What is your intention? What do you need today? And then remembering that once you clock yourself being awake, you consciously discipline yourself to follow the inflow and outflow open to the sensation pattern and cultivate more light. Sutra 134 to 137. And then 138 is to contemplate a stable mind as we awaken to moment by moment awareness, 138. So there's this way in which we systematically, you know, work with our practice, but those first three steps is key. Breath, sensation, cultivate light. And there's over and over again. And in that, we train our mind, that focused, concentrated awareness. We awaken to that meditative state and that full um, samadhi absorption state. Hopefully, we'll taste that serenity we so desire. 
If you would like to continue to practice, find out more information about the topics discussed, or to donate to this podcast, please visit ZephyrYoga.com or follow the link in the episode description. I thank you.